season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast. My name is Jay Shriegling and I'm the host. We got episode number three of four here this weekend today. Two great episodes so far here to start the Arkansas Stick Series we got going on. Um, two more great episodes here this weekend, today and tomorrow. But starting with today's guest, we got Brex Caldwell, 2024 Oklahoma State commit. Great kid, staying in Oklahoma to play ball. Um, he's from Oklahoma. Um, but anyway, he committed as a seventh grader, so one of those rare guys to do that. Been a great ball player his entire life, going to a top-tier program like Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma State's got some great recruiting classes coming in these next couple of years, including that 2024 class with Brex. So, I mean, if you got, if you want to go watch some great baseball, Stillwater, Oklahoma is a good place to go. But anyway, today we discuss his relationships with those Oklahoma State coaches, including that all MLB All-Star Matt Holiday, where that's where he's coaching at right now as an assistant coach. Talk about playing both ways as a pitcher and a hitter. Um, we talk about his pitching repertoire, so what pitches he's got right now, which pitches need the most work, and what pitches he plan on adding here in the future and much more just dig into his entire career so far um so let's dig into it and i hope you guys enjoy it and welcome back to the jkr podcast today we have arkansas sticks pitcher first baseman and outfielder oklahoma native and 2024 oklahoma state baseball commit we got brex caldwell on the show brex Super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Doing great. It's glad to be on the show. Hey, awesome, man. I'm glad to have you. Glad to be doing this interview series with the Arkansas Sticks and Coach Brewster. Um, so you're going to be one of these first guys here for the first weekend on this interview series I'm doing. Uh, so pumped to have you. Um, but before we kind of dig into your career a little bit, I do have one question I do like to ask everybody that gets on the show, which is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Brex Caldwell? Just some, you know, some kid from Oklahoma that likes to go play some baseball and try to see the future in baseball. There we go. So let's dig into the recruiting process. You're one of those rare guys that committed as an eighth grader before you even before you even stepped into the high school halls. So let's dig into it, how it all got started, why you ended up at Oklahoma State. Um, so just start digging into the recruiting process. When did that all get started for you? Um, About – Sixth grade started started working on pitching really hard, and after that, I kind of always wanted to be a pitcher. You know, after that, and uh, seventh grade rolls around, and go to a showcase that Oklahoma State hosted. So, go up there, and I done pretty good. And later on, after that, I got a our Josh texted our coach and set up a little call for me. So I talked to them a little bit and. Got along with them great, and after that, kind of, kind of decided I want to go there. Okay, so did you decide on Oklahoma State before you talked to some other teams, or were there some other teams that got in the mix, but you were just like, all right, I think Oklahoma State's the place to go? No, my first my first visit was uh, I went to Arkansas. I really liked their campus, but um, 
I just kind of, I kind of like OSU a lot better. I like their facility they was building because it wasn't built at the time. They was on the, they was on their way of building it. So uh, everything that he said, I mean, just blew my mind how nice was, they was trying to get it to be and how nice it actually is now. So were there some other, so you mentioned Arkansas, mentioned Oklahoma State, both great baseball programs. Were there some other teams in there in the mix before you committed or was it kind of just those two teams starting there the eighth grade year? I was kind of talking to Oklahoma a little bit, not a whole lot. I never really got an offer from them, but I was talking to them for a little bit. Okay. So when you're having but somebody... that was go ahead. That was that's the only three right there. Okay. So when you were having some of the initial conversations with OSU, with Oklahoma and with Arkansas, uh just what were some of those conversations like? What were you talking about with the coaches? Obviously those three programs are great, three great programs within college baseball. Um so just kind of take us through those phone calls. What were some things that were being discussed? Um, well, Arkansas, he just kind of called and trying to, no one, no one really knew who I was. So he was just trying to get to, get to know me a little bit better. And, um, OSU kind of started seeing how I was after I started pitching some more and they, they kind of interacted with me a little bit more than Arkansas. And I don't know. I just seem to fall in love with OSU a lot better. I like their coach. You know, their coaches were great guys. So I like so talking long, to them a lot. So how long did that whole process take for you? For that first time you talked to Arkansas, started talking to OSU in Oklahoma, to when you actually did commit to OSU? Like, how long did that process take before you actually made that decision? It was it was, it was that whole summer. It was that whole summer in my, uh, going, in my seventh grade year. And then that as we started school in my seventh grade, that's when I committed. But um, that whole summer is kind of – I thought about it the whole summer and finally decided through that seventh grade year. So, I mean, you did decide in your seventh grade year, which, I mean, doesn't happen very often. So what was kind of your mindset there? Like, were you thinking at all, okay, maybe I'll wait to high school, freshman, sophomore year? Or what, what was the overall – what was the reasoning to committing so early? They was They was one of my top – you know, teams just, I mean, I live in state too, but that was one of my top teams. You know, if I ever went and watched a game or turned on the TV, it was always, you know, OU or OSU just because being in state. But I never, I never really thought of another place I really wanted to be other than OSU. Okay. That so was always kind of like one of the top, top teams I've always wanted to go to. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned kind of that, that them being in state, but what were some other key things that you were looking for within within the campus, within the coaching staff, while you were going through that process and uh, before you made that decision? Still, I mean, that's just a it's always a great place to be. It's it's you know it's not a real it's not a huge town, you know it's a smaller town, but it's a really nice town. So like that's always kind of what I've that's always kind of the towns I've been in growing up. I've never really been in a big city person. It's always been smaller towns. So I kind of. I kind of like that a lot about Stillwater. Yeah. So you said you, you committed there at the beginning of your seventh grade year. So how long before you actually committed and told the coaching staff, told the public, did you have it in your mind? Okay. I think OSU, I think I'm going to go to Stillwater uh, to go play college ball. Like how long did you kind of have it in your mind before you started telling other people? Uh, they, I think they called me in June and, you know, I waited till like that August. So about, it was about that long from about June to August. Okay. Just trying to, trying to decide from then. And, you know, I decided to in August. 
Yeah. So you said you went on visits to Arkansas in Fayetteville and to OSU. Uh, not sure if you didn't mention anything about going to visit to Oklahoma, but kind of take us through what those visits were like, what the campus atmospheres were like, and just overall, what did you see on those visits that you were going on? Arkansas was the first place I went to for a visit. And I, walking that facility was, it was crazy. I mean, I've never been to something like that before. And uh, just seeing all them college coaches that were, it's kind of scary at first, you know. I was kind of nervous, but started pitching, started doing real good, and you know they was they was kind of talking to me a lot. So I mean, I kind of felt I kind of felt better about myself once I started doing a lot better. And then once I got to the OSU camp, I wasn't really as much as nervous. So um, went in there and performed really good, and they was they was kind of a lot more that is helpful on a lot of things kind of kind of reached out and talked to them a little bit that's kind of why I talked to them a little bit more okay so committing there in seventh grade I take it that you were the were you the first recruit in your class or was there some guys who actually committed before you did no I was the first one okay so being that first guy in that OSU 2024 class have you been able to build relationships with some other guys who have committed there in the past couple of years, maybe guys who are in your class or even classes above or ahead you? Obviously, Matt Holiday's son, Ethan's also committed there as well right now. So um, do, you have other, do you have relationships with some other guys who are committed there? Yeah, one of, one of my really good friends is he committed, Cash Mayfield, and I. We played with him on the, on the prime. I've always – Cash a real good friend. I've always liked him, got along with him. And uh, this summer, I picked up with the older Brewster team, and uh, I got to talking to Charlie Carter a lot. I really like him. He's a he's a great catcher. Love that dude. So has has Charlie been able to catch you before, or is his first time catching you going to be possibly next summer, or even in Stillwater at OSU? No, he caught he caught me this summer. Okay, he so caught you- me. I think I think twice, but I'm right. I'm ready to go out there this year. Get him get him behind the plate with me. All right, building that team chemistry early, nothing wrong with that. Um, but since you have committed, I mean, now it's been, what, three, four years since you've committed? So what's what's this yep. relationship been with the OSU coaching staff? Obviously, it must have been good already for you to commit there. But just overall, over this time, these past couple of years, how has your relationship with the OSU coaching staff evolved? Well, at first, you know, I started talking to Marty Lees. I talked to him for a year and a half or two. And then when he ended up leaving, I – uh I started talking to Justin Seeley a lot and I really, I really like him so far. He's, he's a really good dude. And uh, I just, I just got to where I can start talking to coach holiday and we haven't talked as much as Justin Seeley, but I'm going to start talking to him, Josh, a little bit more. Yeah. Try to get, try to get a better bond with him. Yeah. So since you so when you were going through that recruiting process, that OSU coaching staff did have a change. So what what have you seen difference between the two head coaches that you've been able to talk to throughout the recruiting process? I just I from what I've seen so far, I feel like guys have uh guys have just tried to get it, you know, along better with Justin Seeley and try to get to know him better and want to play for someone, you know, coming in new, trying to trying to give them a really good experience for at a new place. 
Yeah, so you mentioned Coach Holiday there. Obviously, St. Louis Cardinal, Colorado Rocky, all-star, all-star MLB player. Um, son, first overall pick this past year in the draft. Ethan also committed to OSU. We'll see what happens uh, when his time comes. Um, but when you're talking to a guy like that who's just had so much success within Major League Baseball, within baseball as a whole, um, what are your conversations like with him, and how are you picking his brain overall? Just, you know, just seeing kind of what he – like when I talk to Jackson, I, you know, I just kind of see what he, uh, how the hitters are at his, at, at that age, you know, seeing what they, how they perform at that age. That way I can look up and, you know, see what I got to do in the following futures. And it, it was good to see, it's good to see him to go over number one overall for sure. Yeah. So was Coach Holiday, was he involved at all during the recruiting process or is he, uh, did he come on later on and when you were already committed? No, he was he was actually the first person that uh that I talked to from OSU. Okay. So he was the one I called and discussed everything with. Okay. So moving a little bit more into your travel ball experience, obviously this is how we got connected, Coach Brewster with the Arkansas Sticks. Uh so just take us through your travel ball career. You've played for USA Prime and the Arkansas Sticks, both great programs. So kind of just take us through your travel ball experience so far. Um uh, I started off with this, you know, a small team from Oklahoma. We didn't we didn't travel too far, just stayed in, stayed in state and uh, started performing very well in those. And we got a hold of uh, USA Prime, and they wanted me to come play with them on a weekend, so we went to play with them. And uh, that, that following summer, they invited me back, and we went, we went and played with them for, for two summers. And then last year, I got a call from Brewster. He's been wanting me to play with him. So we, we contacted him this year, and we decided to go play with Brewster. Okay. So for USA, was, go ahead. What was you going to say? So for USA prime, I know a lot of their players are based in Texas and like Oklahoma, that whole region. So when you're playing with USA prime for that 2024 class, where were most of your teammates from? Were they from that same area you're from, or were they from more uh, different parts of the country? Yeah, we had, uh, we had, Cash Mayfield, he was from Oklahoma. He's one of my good buddies. And we had two guys from Texas and um, a couple from California. And I had a kid from New York, just just kind of all over the place, you know, just just kind of the trying to find the best guys at the 24 class, you know, okay. trying to get them on the same team. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, USA Prime and the Arkansas Sticks, they're both great programs, I'd say. I mean, they're in the top tier of travel ball organizations as a whole. Um, so just what are the some of the key differences you've seen just playing for a while now for both teams? Um, just what are some differences you see, good or bad, uh, when it comes to both those teams? I feel like Brewster uh, Brewster tries to get a lot of um, a lot of really good players in there, you know, that that keep that keep that bond, you know, for for a good while and tries to keep it within, you know kids from Arkansas and Oklahoma, Arkansas commits, kids like that. And then, you know, USA Prime, they, they try to get one of the better kids from, you know, all over the country trying to go out there and keep on winning the WWBA. Yeah. So what is that relationship you have with Coach Brewster? Obviously, he's the 17U head coach. You said you played for him a little bit here this past summer. Um, but just overall, what's your relationship with Coach Brewster, and how do you see that evolving ne- next summer when you're playing for him full time? I didn't, I, I didn't know him very good till this summer, and I, 
he kind of took me under his wings and tried to help me out a lot. And I feel like in the future, we're going to get a really, really good bond and someone I can always have for me in the, in the future, someone I can always count on for me and always have my back. Yeah. So are you planning on playing for him this fall or for the most part, are you shut down since you maybe had a lot of innings this past summer? No, I'll for sure go play with him. Okay. For sure go play with him. So what are some of the what are some of the fall ball tournaments you're working on this uh this this fall? We'll go to uh Atlanta, we'll go to Lake Point, we'll go down to WWBA in, in Florida, and then we go down to Jupiter in Florida this summer. I think we go to yeah. So what, I don't I don't know exactly all the places. I just know a couple of them. So obviously with you in school right now, you, you're heading down to Georgia, Florida for some fall ball tournaments. How do you work through that schedule? Because obviously you're going to school four or five days a week, then heading down to states that are far, far away from Oklahoma. So how do you work through that schedule and just how, how, do, how do you handle it mentally? We around we go to, a, a, you know, a smaller school around here. So the better relationships we build with, you know, the, the coaches and the teachers and stuff, they kind of, they kind of understand how it is, you know, for athletes as far as traveling and stuff. So they'll just like, they'll help me out along the way and help me get caught back up. And they're, they're really, really, really nice about that. And they'll, you know, they understand traveling and all that. So, that, I mean, so as you, as you head into next summer, obviously this is going to be your last travel ball season playing 17 U. Um, so just looking back at your entire travel ball career so far, just what are some of the best memories that come to mind? Just some things you think of when you think of travel ball. Just, just the traveling part of, you know, the part of it, I mean, going like this summer, we, we drove down to Atlanta twice. And I mean, that's just a, it's a long drive. So, I mean, you create so many memories going that way and figuring out new places along the way on that drive and, you know, years before that, when we'd go down and we'd go down and fly down to Florida and when we was playing the WWE Bay, just winning that back-to-back years was a blast. I mean, it was it was crazy. The kids that we played against were unbelievable. I mean, just, I don't know, it's, it's crazy going down there. Yeah. So the WWBA, they host events, obviously, at East Cobb in Atlanta for the summertime and in Florida for uh, during the fall time. So what's the differences between those two tournaments? Are they ran kind of similar since they're both from Perfect Game WWBA, or is there a little bit of difference to them? No, they're ran, they're ran about the same, you know, being the same organization. I mean, they're all ran by great guys, too. I all know what they're doing for sure. Yeah. So playing for, playing for a lot of – for USA Prime and Arkansas Sticks, two great programs – Playing uh, high school baseball in Oklahoma, where uh, base high school baseball is pretty legit. Um, who who are some guys that you've played with here in these past couple of years that, in your mind, you think kind of flown underneath the radar, might not have gotten enough love or publicity uh, as some of you other guys? Just the, I mean, a lot of kids that's you know uncommitted on the sticks. I think Brewster does a very well, a very well job of getting the kids around here to try to get them recognized and bigger places to look at them. I think, I think the sticks is really good about that. I think Brewster does a really, really good job. Just that whole, whole roster on the sticks. Yeah. So moving, moving a little bit more into high school ball, just a little bit. So you're heading into your junior season. Um, Just kind of take us through what last season was like, what the outlook is on here next spring. If you guys lost a lot of guys, bringing a lot of guys back, Um, just kind of take us through that a little bit. 
uh, last year we, uh, I was at a different school than I am this year, and we had a first-year coach, you know, came in there, done a really good job. We went out, had a really good season, and we ended up winning state that year and had a blast that season. So this year we decided to move to a different school, and it's it's a football school, so we don't play at my other school. We played a fall and a spring. This year we're only going to play a fall. So, I mean, looking looking back at it, I think it was better for me to move to a school that had football that way. I had that off season where I can focus on myself and get in the get in the gym and you know have time to rest my arm and stuff. Yeah. So playing. Um, so with you moving school here this what? fall, what's that? What's that experience kind of been like for you? Like, did you know anyone at the new school that you've went to, or did you walk in knowing absolutely nobody? I only knew I only knew a handful of people from this new school, but I mean, we had 150 kids in the whole school. I'm old school. Now I'm walking into school. I mean, I have 70 kids in each class. So, I mean, it's weird. I don't, you know, I don't know everyone yet. And I, you know, I probably won't till I graduate. So it's weird seeing it at, seeing it so far, but it's, it's been really easy. People are really easy to get along with over there. They're really respectful, really nice. So. Yeah, it's been a pretty easy move for us so far. So what what's that talent level like for baseball in Oklahoma? Does it compare to Texas? Since you, I mean, Texas, Arkansas are pretty good baseball states. From what I hear, Oklahoma is a pretty good baseball state as well. Um, so how's that talent level in Oklahoma uh, like? Like, are you generally playing a couple other guys who are committed to Power Fives, or is it mostly like pretty uncommon to see a, a Power Five commit um, when you're playing baseball? Around here, we kind of got to travel. We got to travel, you know, towards more Oklahoma City, Stillwater, places like that, where all the, where all the big Power Five guys are. And I think, I think that it's about Texas has a little bit more, you know, players just because they're a bigger state. But I think they're about even on, you know, talent and baseball wise, baseball side of that. I mean, I think it's about the same. So at the last school that you were at, from what I've read in some articles, it says that your dad was an assistant coach, right? Yes, assistant. So is he going to go? Is he going to go on and be an assistant coach at this new school you're at? Yes, he's assisting basketball and baseball. Okay. So what's it like playing underneath your dad, uh, with your dad in a dugout with you at the same time when you're playing high school ball? It's uh, we we butt heads a lot, but I think that's it's for the better though. I mean he's he's always there and has my back. So he's always, he's always pushing me and pushing me a lot harder than he is anyone else, just because he wants, he wants what's better for me and expects a lot better. So um, it's, it's good having him, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's not. Yeah. I, I, that, that's a little understandable. I work, I work with my dad too. And sometimes we butt heads, but you know, it's, it's, it's for the best, you know, build, build on that relationship. Um, but Absolutely. Let's move on a little bit to your actual on-the-field play. So you're listed as a pitcher, an outfielder, and a first baseman. So when you do head to Stillwater, go to Oklahoma State here in a couple years, what's the plan there? You plan on being a two-way player, position player, pitcher? Kind of what's the plan there uh, these next couple years of high school as you move into uh, Stillwater? I'd still like to stay pitching. I'd like to to try to work in some at-bats and go go try to be possibly a two-way, go there and try to hit. That'd That'd be nice to pitch and hit and play a little bit of first over there. So, yeah. So when you try to do, 
Yeah. So when you are on the mound, what's your pitching repertoire? What different pitches are you throwing up there? Uh, I'm you know the fastball, the changeup. I don't really have a curveball. I've never, I haven't really. This summer is when I'm going to start focusing on my curveball a lot. This winter, the summer, and then I got, I got a slider. I throw a slider, but that, that curveball, I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Try to get, it, you know, really good. I'm, I'm talking to some guys, trying to see what they throw to get their fills and just kind of see what feels for me the best. So when you're going about developing pitches, so for the curveball, for example, how do you go about that? Because obviously, like you said, it's a lot about feel, but how do you just go about developing different pitches and developing your secondary pitches? I'm, you know, I'm going to talk to some coaches and see see kind of what what they like throwing and try to get that feel and just video myself over and over and just see what looks similar to a fastball. That way, you know, it's harder for hitters to pick up and just whatever kind of symbolizes the fastball is what I'm going to try to go for. Yeah. So you mentioned those those four pitches. You're, you're trying to work on your curveball. Are you pretty dead set on those four pitches you have, or are you trying to add potentially a fifth pitch uh, to your repertoire? I'm going to stick with the four right now, and then maybe maybe in college if Coach Walton wants to add another pitch, then we'll start working on that. But, you know, staying in high school and traveling the summer, I'm, I'm just going to stick with my four my four pitches. All right. So flipping it around a little bit to your the hitting side of things. Um, so take us through your hitting approach. You're on the on-deck circle. You're watching the guy in front of you. Um, you walk up to the batter's box. What are you trying to do with each at-bat? And then how does that change uh, once you get two strikes? On deck, I just sit there and try to get my timing down, not really focus on a whole lot of swings, just trying to get my timing down. Then, you know, once I step in the box, usually that first pitch, I'm usually looking middle, middle in. And if it's there, I usually just try to turn on and see how far I can hit it. Same with, you know, if I got one strike on me, you know, I'm looking middle, maybe a little bit away, just seeing if I can pull the ball, see how hard I can hit it. But two strikes is more of just a – and if, it, if, if they throw it in, I'm going to try to, you know, turn on it. If it's away, I'm going to go with it away, try to drive it over shortstop's head and just stay simple. When I get two strikes, just try to stay simple and just hit it over shortstop's head, second base's head. Yeah. So if you were a scout watching your game, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself? So this could be on the mound, in the batter's box, when you're playing the field, just overall as a, as a player, what would be your personal scouting report? I'd like, I'd like to see myself do really bad just to see how, how my body reacts to bad things happening and my body language and see how adversity hits me. So as you head, as you head into Stillwater, Oklahoma, head to LSU in 2024 in the fall, uh, what just what are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on in your game before you head there to the college campus? Just as a pitcher, just trying to throw harder, you know, get more get more command in my off speeds. Try to get my off speeds work on them, get them better, and just try to be a better hitter too, where I can go face 95, 96 every day, you know, going. Go and trying to see that because from around here where I live, you don't you don't see that. But you know, a couple times a year, so it's gonna be it's gonna be different going from a small school to a, a big D one. Yeah. So one question I do like to ask some of you younger guys that I get on the podcast: What would you say would be tougher when you're facing like the elite prospects of your age group in travel ball, or when you're face when you're one of the younger guys in your freshman sophomore year of high school? and you're facing guys who are 17, 18 years old, what would you say would be tougher uh, when it comes to competition level and just 
uh, competing against those those guys? Uh, probably traveling. I mean, you got around here. You you just got a couple, you know, a couple kids on the team that kind of carry that team. But when you go play the travel, I mean, you're playing the best of the best of the age. So your whole roster is stacked. I mean, you you're you're playing the best guys in the country. So competition wise, definitely the summer. It's harder to go, you know, harder to go strike out guys during the summer than it is playing school ball around here. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I just, we're winding down here on time. Got a couple more questions here for you. Um, so when I do get some prospects on, I do like to end off the podcast talking about some beyond the stuff, beyond the baseball field a little bit. I mean, we've talked about baseball now for a while. Um, so when you're not playing baseball, what would you say some of your passions are um, that are just beyond the baseball field? And we just moved houses. So we're living out in the country now. And, you know, I like to go ride around, you know, go, go hunt sometimes, you know, go throw, go fishing. And then when I'm in town, I like to go play golf some days, just hang out with some friends, you know, just go, just go see what everybody's doing day to day. Yeah. All right, man. So going on to the last question here. So name, image, and likeness. That's a new thing that came up here in two, July, 2021 with you heading to OSU, you're going to have the potential to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness and potentially endorse a brand, collaborate with a different company, whatever it happens to be. Um, so when you do head to college, what would be your dream brand that you could endorse? Definitely on the Nike side. I think that something like something big brand like that would be outstanding to be a part of. Yeah, definitely a great brand. I mean, I get that answer quite a bit. Um, like the Nikes, Adidas, Rawlings of the world. I mean, all those companies like that are great, great to work with. Um, so, I mean, that's all the questions I got for you, man. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Glad to have you a part of this Arkansas Sticks series. Um, heading to OSU here in these next couple of years. Want to wish you the best of luck when you head there. Um, they got a lot of great recruiting classes coming in. So a great future there. Um, good luck here as you move on the pro ball too as well. Um, whenever that happens to be. So uh, just thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you. Appreciate Appreciate you having me. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast, episode number three of four this weekend. Really want to thank all three guests from coming on the show this weekend. Got some great content so far. Love digging into the Arkansas Sticks program. Uh, be expecting the same tomorrow. As we round out week one of the Arkansas Stick Series we got going on tomorrow, 2023 Little Rock Baseball Commit, Logan Davis coming on the show. After that, we got another great weekend of some great content. It's going to be week number two of that Arkansas Stick Series like we've been talking about. Starting off with that, I'm going to announce them today. I'm going to announce them right now. Got Connor Nolan. Arkansas Razor, former Arkansas Razorback, former Arkansas Stick, plays for the Chicago Cubs now after being drafted in 2022. Um, then we got MJ Seau, Arkansas Stick, currently 2023 commit to LSU. Nolan Souza, 2023 commit to Arkansas. Then CJ Richard, 2023 commit to Ohio State. So three great guys in that past 17U class here this past summer. Um, so just some great content rolling out your guys' way these past couple days. Some great content on the way coming up as well. 
Um, so just keep digging in, keep listening. I really appreciate the support. But for any more updates on the JKR podcast, check out our social media, check out our website. That social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Then the website is going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow and you guys have a great day.